0: wrestling fans how you do it? you are listening to the next era in pro wrestling analysis you're listening to wrestle rant radio i'm tommy sharp alongside graham gsm matthews bringing you the front to end wwe coverage that you deserve listen online at nexterawrestling.net. graham we are reunited and it feels so good and just in time for what is shaping up to be the most stacked event in recent WWE history as we are just three days away from the 2017 Royal Rumble.
1: The 30th annual Royal Rumble on Sunday. It's gonna be exciting as you said. When was the last time that we saw as many stars in one Rumble as as we will on Sunday night? From Brock Lesnar to Goldberg The Undertaker sharing the same ring on Monday night, probably for the first time ever, if my memory serves me correctly. But that's not it. We got John Cena and AJ Styles reigniting their rivalry for the WWE Championship. You got Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship, a whole card of blockbuster bouts and i can't wait for it on sunday blockbuster
0: is thy name and today we will be going over the top rope with a full breakdown of every match that we will see this sunday live on the wwe network special start time of 7 p.m eastern you'll want to tune in for the pre-show we have a number of kickoff matches that are going to be dynamite And you're going to hear today the background of every participant in the Rumble match and what led them to earn their spot, as well as our predictions and so much more. So before we dive into the Rumble match itself, let's take a look at the superstars that will be competing in singles and tag team competition. The card is stacked. The deck is stacked here and potentially... I want to start off with something phenomenal. Let's talk AJ Styles and John Cena for the WWE World Championship title. I'm
1: looking forward to this match. I was a big proponent of the feud they had over the summer for, you know, not for the WWE Championship, just pure bad blood between the two. The match of Money in the Bank, excellent. The match at SummerSlam, arguably, in my opinion, the WWE match of the year. And the 2017 match of the year could peak early on Sunday when they rekindle the rivalry, as I said earlier. Um, when it comes to this match, it's not about pure... You know, just being better than the other man, as it has been in the past. This time, it's over the WWE Championship. Moreover, it's for John Cena's 16th championship, and even more importantly than that, the winner of this match very well might take that title into WrestleMania 33, even possibly the main event, depending when the, whether the Rumble winner chooses Raw or SmackDown. So it's a big match, and it could very well go either way.
0: Now let's let's take a snapshot of just what was happened just this week in WWE on SmackDown Live. John Cena and AJ Styles a very heated confrontation after comments made by John Cena on a morning show which I refuse to put over because John Cena refuses to put over the champion AJ Styles on national television refuses to put over professional wrestling puts himself over puts his face out there is this a change in attitude for John Cena
1: Especially from what we've seen in recent years, I would say so. I mean, not really all that different from what we've seen with him and AJ Styles over the past year. This is not far from the first time that we've seen John Cena put down the phenomenal one. Kind of brush aside his accomplishments in Japan, in TNA, who he refuses to acknowledge, but... You can't deny that one year ago from this past Tuesday, AJ Styles came into WWE with very low expectations just because we've seen people from other organizations come in the past with a ton of buzz and kind of fizzle out. Not the phenomenal one. Came in in the Rumble, had a strong showing, went in to beat John Cena twice over the summer, captured that WWE Championship, the prestigious prize he has yet to let go of, and now he faces his toughest challenge to date in John Cena.
0: Pretty impressive for just some guy from Atlanta, as John Cena pointed out to AJ Styles' face in his battle rap persona, some kind of gravitas from John Cena that is just becoming so thickly obnoxious that one has to wonder is John Cena bored? on becoming a bully. Is he the predator bully of the WWE, especially on SmackDown Live, and what is his obsession with success in the WWE? What is his absolute obsession with the title, with these numbers, with these metrics, despite the fact that John Cena leaves for months on end to pursue all manner of other things? And do I believe the WWE corporate is sending him is setting him up with these things absolutely? But does AJ Styles become the heel here in this scenario, simply because of his attitude, as John Cena would suggest, as Shane McMahon would suggest this week on SmackDown Live, it's the champion's attitude. No, the champion has continued to win. So in spite of all of that, what does AJ Styles have bring to the table here that is going to, in his mind, ensure a victory, a a consecutive victory streak over John Cena?
1: Well, that's the thing. I feel like I've never said this before, but John Cena in this scenario is truly the underdog. He is battling 0-3 against AJ Styles, and name me one other person that John Cena has faced that he has not beaten. Edge, Randy Orton, Kurt Angle, Triple H, The Big Show, the list goes on and on and on and on of people that he has lost to, but ultimately got that victory back over Brock Lesnar being another one. AJ Styles, for every single time they have gone one-on-one, he has yet to beat him in singles competition. And Sunday, still a standard singles match. It's not last man standing. It's not Iron Man. AJ Styles has proven time and time again, whether it be someone from James Ellsworth to Dean Ambrose, that he can beat anyone they put in front of him. And if he can beat John Cena on Sunday, he truly solidifies his spot as not only the face that runs the place, but as he has said in the past, the champ that runs the camp.
0: Exactly, and and to throw these rhetorical cliches back in John Cena's face that just believe it's something he doesn't understand, the scrutiny and the perception that John Cena is slipping away from the throes and passion of professional wrestling and moving specifically into the entertainment side of any entertainment business, he's losing his edge, and is that going to be the determining factor that prevents him from becoming a 16-time champion?
1: It could be. I mean, how many times have we seen Cena say that I'm the guy, you can't beat me, and I don't care what you've done on the independent scene, blah, 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 and that person has beaten John Cena. Look at AJ Styles being an obvious example, but look no further than Kevin Owens last year, in 2015, rather. Um, it goes, The list goes on and on and on. John Cena's biggest enemy is not AJ Styles. It's himself. He suffered his biggest loss to date at SummerSlam when he fell short to AJ Styles. If he can fall short a third consecutive time, I'm more interested to find out not only where AJ Styles goes from here as WWE champion, but what happens to John Cena. Does he tuck his tail between his legs and walk away, as he did after SummerSlam to go film another TV show, go appear in the Today Show, whatever the heck he's doing nowadays? What happens to John Cena? Excellent point. What happens to John
0: Cena as a result of the brutal beatdown that is coming his way via current champion AJ Styles? And Cena certainly packs enough of a punch to make himself dangerous in this match and certainly has proven himself as a champion and has experience in this just as much as AJ Styles does. So this will be a match for the books and another match, a match near and dear, a championship caliber match and a championship caliber uh, competition Farewell and adieu, you sexy pinatas, farewell and adieu, Mr. Y2J, the Universal Champion Kevin Owens, is gonna take on Roman Reigns in a no-disqualification match with Chris Jericho, the Lionheart of Winnipeg, suspended high above the ring in a shark cage. Does it get any stranger of a stipulation than that?
1: No, I mean, I know we've seen it before in NXT at TakeOver Toronto a few short months ago, but... Literally, the stakes could not be higher with the cage hanging above that ring. Roman Reigns gets one final opportunity. Same thing as I said for John Cena. If Roman Reigns falls short here, as he did prior, you know, at Roadblock when he fell short via disqualification, what happens to Roman Reigns? He's already lost his United States championship, but then again, a Roman Reigns with no gold around his waist is the most dangerous Roman Reigns. He has everything to gain and nothing to lose in this scenario. He could still go on to compete for other championships, but he has no title to lose here. He is the challenger. And as we saw at WrestleMania 32 and the Rumble last year, Roman Reigns has been such an integral part of the Rumble in recent years. Last year, walking into the Rumble as the defending WWE champion. The year prior to that, obviously winning the Royal Rumble. The year before that, when he interrupted the WWE Championship main event along with the rest of the Shield with uh, between The Rock and CM Punk, the Royal Rumble is Roman Reigns' backyard. And I do feel on Sunday he walks out the new Universal Champion. A-
0: Absolutely possible. And think of it this way as well. Roman Reigns, let's t- let's take it back a step. Let's go back to Hell in a Cell. Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Hell in a Cell. Pretty, pretty blow for blow for a long while there. But Roman Reigns, just like he has done almost time and again against Kevin Owens, has gotten the upper hand. And I do mean the Superman punch to the face. So... Given the arsenal that Roman Reigns brings into this match, given the fact that the sexy pinata is hanging high above the stage and the ring is set for Kevin Owens, do we see Roman Reigns fully take out Kevin Owens at this point?
1: He can. I mean, the advantage is in his corner. That advantage that KO had with Chris Jericho in his list is now gone. I mean, he's hanging high above the ring. Um, So Jericho is really essentially out of the equation more or less. But at the same time, let's not forget that it was added on Monday night. This match will now be no disqualification. So will an outsider such as uh, Samoa Joe, maybe? What his motivations would be? I don't know. But could we see them make their presence felt in this match?
0: And as as, uh, tactical as Roman Reigns is, especially with that nice vest he has on, does Kevin Owens have more of an experience digging into that brutality and using weapons and things that are around the ring to his advantage, and is that going to be a deciding factor against Reigns?
1: I think so. I mean, we saw how many months ago, two months ago at this point, he beat Seth Rollins in a notice qualification match, albeit help from Chris Jericho, and that's no longer there. That factor has now been expunged. But you look at the history that Kevin Owens, as you said, Tommy, um, in notice qualification matches, he has thrived. He has come out on top, as he has in every occasion for the past five months. Will he do it again? Very possible. But I feel like the momentum is on Roman Reigns' side come Sunday.
0: Absolutely. And that is not the only momentum or championship match we have happening on Sunday on equal platforms all champions are competing at the highest level at the Royal Rumble this year and the Raw Women's Champion Charlotte will be taking on the very amped up Bailey. Does Bailey have a shot in this match against Charlotte?
1: She does. I would say so. I mean the, the the motivation that we saw from her, the fire, the passion that I saw and heard from her on Monday night in that interview showed me, proved to me that she has a viable chance of walking out of the Rumble as the new Raw Women's Champion. But again, let's not forget, Charlotte has the history of coming out when it matters most. Sasha Banks, throughout the many matches those two had throughout 2016, could never beat the Flair family Steon on pay-per-view. She came out on top every single time. What makes Bailey different? That drive, that passion, that determination, that hunger to come out on top and take that title. Uh, so, does it happen Sunday? I guess we'll see.
0: Well, we will absolutely see. The, the, the interesting a uh, uh, facet of Bailey is that she came in with this big full heart. She came in as the hugger and slowly but surely Charlotte has eroded away and tried to challenge that confidence and tried to challenge that exuberant like nature that Bailey brings to a ring to the point where I don't see the same smile. I see a determined smirk. I see a very confident honed version of what Bailey is bringing to this match and I think that Charlotte is underestimating the prowess that Bailey will have in this up in this match to find the opportunity to find the chinks in Charlotte's armor, and there are many. And the most glaring flaw that Charlotte has is her ego.
1: Well like you said, I mean if anyone knows Charlotte's weaknesses, it would be Bailey. I mean, let's look at the illustrious history these two have together. Not only dating on the main roster. I mean I know Bailey was called up long after Charlotte has and Charlotte has thrown that in her face time and time again. But even in NXT, they have collided on the grand stage several times, having an NXT takeover women's title match two and a half years ago. In fact, fun fact for you, Charlotte and Bayley had their very first match, both women, against each other on NXT in the summer of 2013, all these years later, now fighting for the richest prize on Monday Night Raw for the women. And it really comes full circle, and I think this time, Bayley will come out on top.
0: And this is truly going to be a, a, a night of championship matches. You know, Not only is the Royal Rumble match going to be featured heavily, but these three championship matches for the t- biggest belts in WWE right now are being contended against some of the best competitors that we have seen in years. So to say that these title matches are going to rival what the rumble is going to be i i think all the potential is there for any one of these matches to steal the show it's going to be phenomenal and uh, a bit of this just in breaking info graham pretty be prepared because you don't even know this either we are going to have a interview next week with someone who is sitting front and center third row at The Royal Rumble will be giving us a full analysis of everything they saw, everything they saw personally go down in front of their eyes. We'll have some expert analysis from my good friend, Tim, who adds this bit before he joins the show. He says to me, quote, has anyone else noticed the comparison between the Atlantan in AJ Styles and the New Englander, John Cena, going to battle One week before the Super Bowl, where the New England Patriots take on the Atlanta Falcons. Is this a mirrored story, or is this just written in the stars that it was going to happen this way anyway? And is that how competitive these two entities are right now? It's just a little food for thought. But moving on, even more titles on the line. Outside of the Royal Rumble, we have the WWE Cruiserweight Champion Rich Swan taking on the King of the self-proclaimed king of the Cruiserweights, Neville. What do you think Rich Swan's chances are? Let's start off the conversation in that direction. Let's see, does Rich Swan really have what it takes to get one over Neville in a comp- competitive championship match?
1: Rich Swan's chances, to be blunt, are not good. I mean, Neville, you look at the role that he's been on since arriving on the scene in the Cruiserweight division about a month ago, has knocked off everyone in his path from Cedric Alexander in an excellent encounter on 205 Live this week to TJ Perkins to the newcomer and NXT Tommy Yen, during the UK tourney to most recently even Rich Swan himself he is being on 205 Live in one on one competition he's been everyone there is to be in the cruiserweight division the only thing left to do is to take that title and I think he will at some point will it happen as soon as Sunday I guess we'll see but again they have that history working against each other Rich Swan although he may be in at a distinct disadvantage coming into this contest. He has come out on top as the underdog in the past in his various battles with TJ Perkins, with V. Brian Kendrick, and the list goes on and on over the past couple of months. So if anyone's going to doubt Rich Swan, I think they're mistaken. I got Rich Swan going over and taking that title and remaining Cruiserweight Champion, but I would not be surprised to see Neville you know, finally solidify his spot and take that throne as the new Cruiserweight Champion. Well, unlike Roman
0: Reigns, Neville absolutely has something to lose here. He does not currently have a, a championship title around his waist. And if he loses his entire credibility as the self-proclaimed king of the cruiserweights is absolutely in question. There is no doubt in my mind that Neville needs a win here for himself, for his career, for his future prosperity. And if he ever aspires to be a multi-time champion and climb that ladder any further, this is do or don't right now for Neville versus Rich Swan, and. Not to discredit any of the kickoff matches, which happen to be some of my favorite matches. And if you're not watching the WWE Network pre-show leading into the Royal Rumble, well, then you're missing out on everything that's going on in the entire WWE universe because you will miss Cesaro and Sheamus defending their tag team titles, their Raw tag team titles against Gallows and Anderson. Is this the night that we see a
1: shift in power? It could be. I mean, we've counted out the club several times. They have come up short to the New Day, to pretty much every other tag team in Raw's tag team division for several months. Now, is this the night they take the titles as the is as the money question here. Again, is this the night? I'm not really sure. Will they eventually win those tag team titles? I think so. It's really only a matter of when and not if. Um, I don't know. Just my gut feeling is that Cesaro and Sheamus have really been coexisting. Have really been putting their differences aside, differences aside successfully in the past month and a half. I do think their reign resumes on Sunday, but I would not be surprised. A lot like with Swan and Neville, to see that championship change hands in the favor of the club sooner rather than later.
0: Absolutely. We also have a couple of uh, uh, an interesting grudge match brewing on the pre-show here. Sasha Banks will be taking on the vicious Nia Jax. Nia Jax has come in like a wrecking ball of late, absolutely devastating Sasha Banks from a complete blindsided perspective. What do you think that Nia Jax brings to the table when she doesn't have the element of surprise?
1: I mean, not only the element of surprise, as you said, but the sheer power that she brings to the table to the much smaller Sasha Banks, that dynamic that we've seen several times. If Sasha could not beat Charlotte when it mattered most on pay-per-view... Especially injured as well, what makes fans think that she could beat a Nia Jax? And I know Sasha Banks has much more experience than Nia Jax, but you look at the sheer size. And, you know, Nia Jax is not shy about going after that injured knee of Sasha Banks, and she hasn't over the past month. Nia
0: Jax is just not shy about injuring
1: competitors. She's not, could not care shy less.
0: at all. In fact, I feel like that is almost becoming her go to game plan is injure her competitors and take them out of action. And I absolutely believe that she has the power and wherewithal to do that. Do I believe Sasha Banks is coming in with a plan? It will come down to if she executes every last move in that plan, then she absolutely has a shot. But this is nothing but bragging rights, and I told you so. That's what's on the line here. And then we have the six-woman tag team match. Now, this is a, a really interesting, intricate weave of different... Sides of the coin here. On the one side, we have uh uh Nikki Bella, on the other side you have Natalia, on one side you have Naomi, on the other side we have Alexa Bliss, on one side we have uh Becky Lynch, and on the other side we have
1: Mickey James. Mickey
0: James. The return of Mickey James after giving a very pointed and aggressive interview on this week's Talking Smack. Mickey James seems to be more focused on on future prosperity and going forward in the wwe than ever and that makes her a dangerous competitor because she pointedly said that this women's revolution in wrestling did not start in the last year and a half it started many years ago on the heels of real women making real progress in this industry tell me a little bit about what mickey james brings to this six women tag match and where which side is going to take this win
1: the scary thing is that I don't know what she brings to the table, just because we know Mickey James. She's been in the business for over a decade now, but I don't think we've seen this side of Mickey James ever before. Before the last time we saw her, five, six, seven, eight years ago, even in NXT, the happy go-lucky Mickey James, you know, just happy to be there, winning matches, whatever, embracing the audience. But even ten years ago when she was a psycho and on the other side of the ring as a as a villain. She was crazy. She was just really did not know what was going on, just an absolute psychopath and an absolute sociopath. But the difference here is that this Mickie James is not crazy. She is just hell-bent on revenge, aggressive, and she's aligned herself with the SmackDown Women's Champion, one of the most powerful pairings in the women's division that we've seen in quite some time. So... That itself is an advantage in the in the corner of the women for SmackDown of Mickey James, Alexa Bliss, and Natalya, who has her issues with Nikki Bella herself. So, if this does pave the way for an eventual women's elimination chamber match, I know we're kind of looking forward here, but uh, looking ahead, but if that could eventually pave the way to a women's elimination chamber match for that championship, I'm pumped.
0: Absolutely pumped. The 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 stat, the stakes are high and the deck is stacked in favor of the very strong. I want to say face forward-facing team as opposed to the detractors in Alexa Bliss, Mickie James and Natalia. So without further ado, we are very excited to dive into the everything that is going to make up the Royal Rumble match this year in 2017. It is being said by JR. It is being said by so many out there that this may be the most stacked Royal Rumble that we have seen in years. And it certainly feels that way. Some very big names, some spaces that have not been yet filled. So far, only 22 competitors out of 30 have been confirmed for the Royal Rumble going into Sunday, only three days away. We have eight competitors who are totally unknown that could throw this off in any which way. Lots of talk out there about number rankings and statistics of when certain people have won at which numbered spot and who's going to be number one and who's going to be number 30 and where does Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, Goldberg, Braun Strowman, where do they all fit in? And more importantly to us and to you listening out there, how did they get here and why do they deserve to be part of this Royal Rumble? Well, let's start right at the top. In no particular order, we're going to break down every superstar in this match. We're going to give you a reason why they're there. And then we're going to make some predictions at the end of what surprises you might see and who we would like to see. Take that take that match home and go on to main event WrestleMania. Let's start off with none other and pay respect towards The Undertaker. Why is The Undertaker declared himself and why did he throw his dead hat into the ring?
1: He declared on Raw a couple weeks ago that he was not a member of the Raw roster. He wasn't on SmackDown. He makes his own rules. He fights for himself. He's essentially the biggest free agent in WWE right now. But what he does want, what he hasn't gone after in several years is championship gold. Prior to a couple weeks ago on Monday night, we hadn't seen Taker since the 900th episode of SmackDown. Before that, he beat Sheen McMahon at WrestleMania. He's beaten Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. He has beaten everyone who has been put in his path for the last several years. It has been six, seven, seven years since, no, eight years since he was last in a Royal Rumble match. So what can we expect from the Deadman in the Rumble? Well, I think we're
0: going to expect that ominous presence and it's going to throw anyone off in that ring the second we hear the bell toll, that is when the blood runs cold. So is he going to be more of a distraction factor and then an overbearing presence when we get in the ring? Well, I would say that that all depends on whether the one person who did get a win over him in recent history, Brock Lesnar, is in that ring before The Undertaker, and does that even prevent The Undertaker from making
1: a difference in this match? It could. I mean, Brock Lesnar was screwed the last Rumble that he stepped in. And prior to that, the only other Rumble before last year that he was a part of, he won in 2003. Last year, he was screwed by the Wyatt family. If he can take out every, I think including Braun Strowman, who we will be squaring off with on Sunday, but if he can eliminate the threat of a Goldberg, who has his number after Survivor Series, who we will will be talking about imminently, if he can eliminate the threat of Goldberg, The Undertaker, and Braun Strowman, this Rumble is Brock Lesnar's to win.
0: Absolutely, and speaking of, the only reason I feel Brock Lesnar threw his hat in the ring to begin with was because Goldberg made a brazen announcement on Monday Night Raw just a few weeks ago, I feel, and he was talking about not only coming back to give more badass spears and badass every jackhammers and everything, handing out beatdowns, he is here to go for another championship run. And that got the attention of the Beast Incarnate almost immediately. And as soon as Goldberg had entered his name into the Royal Rumble match, Brock Lesnar was soon to follow. So the three, the big three right now, Goldberg, The Undertaker, and Brock Lesnar are certainly poised to be destructive and potentially big-time winners in this matchup. Now, that doesn't mean that they are the only... Big imposing people that are going to be in this ring. This is the Royal Rumble, after all, and the Royal Rumble is huge, much like the Big Show. The Big Show, who has been on and off WWE main programming for a little while, but every single time you see a picture of the Big Show, he looks lean, he looks mean, he looks cut, and he looks badass. The Big Show is coming back in a big way, and he is going to be face to face with some competitors that haven't seen him in a while that may be doubting his strength. What do you think brings the w- brings the Big Show into this match, and why is he is he coming back for this, the Royal Rumble?
1: Well, that isn't Photoshop magic. When he came back on Monday night, you can clearly see how much weight he's lost in the past year since we have last seen him. But he's got his sights set on Braun Strowman. Those two do have history from last year. It was Braun Strowman, the man of the mountain, or whatever they're calling him, the mountain among men, It was Braun Strowman that took out Big Show in last year's Royal Rumble, so perhaps he's looking for revenge. But maybe even more importantly than that, looking for one more run as World Heavyweight Champion. Big Show, like you said, has not been seen in a while, but if anything it drives someone from out of their absence, from out of the darkness, it's the Rumble match that Big Show has been an integral part of for the past 17 years since making his Rumble debut in 2000.
0: Absolutely. And you have to know, too, that his match with Shaquille O'Neal coming up at WrestleMania as odd of the, of a combination as that might sound if he walked into that match as champion there's no way that an outsider such as tequila o'neill even has a shot at, at the champ at that point so the big show certainly can take anything he wants out of anyone's hands because they are just that big so let's continue on with the comparisons the 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 uh the intricate weave of big men in this competition and that is certainly shared with Braun Strowman. Big strong man, beef stroganoff, whatever you want to call him, he is a bad man. And what does Braun Strowman bring? This is his this is his first Royal Rumble. Is second. It not? This is his second, second Royal Rumble. My apologies, this is Braun Strowman's second Royal Rumble. You're totally correct. What does Braun Strowman learn from his his first Royal Rumble? What is he bringing into this? And I feel He stands toe-to-toe with the biggest heavyweights in the ring.
1: Well, really, the only man standing in his way, as I alluded to earlier, is Brock Lesnar. He took out the Big Show last year, and he took out Kane by himself, not even with the rest of the Wyatt family. He did that all on his own. And the scary thing is that last year, he had the numbers advantage. This year, Brock, or rather, Braun Strowman is by himself, and he's even that much more dangerous than he was a year ago. You speak of big Show losing weight, Braun Strowman has done the same. He's hit the gym. He looks jacked. He has been quietly building a strong resume for himself on Monday Night Raw since the brand extension. And I think he's a top pick to go on to WrestleMania and contend for that universal championship or WWE title if he so chooses.
0: We've been talking about Braun Strowman's potential to be a runaway champion because who's going to stop him? Not even the biggest of the big can stop Braun Strowman when he gets that momentum going. So we will see when... Bron Braun Strowman decides to be champion, I feel he will be right there to take advantage of that. But let's shift gears a little bit. We've talked a lot about some uh, outside players that have singular focuses in this. Let's talk about some groups that now have a divided focus. The New Day, the entirety of the New Day. We're talking Big E, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston will all be in this competition. Now they have even alluded that should they find themselves, the last three competitors in the ring... Well, then that's just gravy for the New Day because that means no matter who wins, the New Day will then go on to become the world champion. What do you think the New Day brings to this match? And do you feel that they want to be part of this match simply because they no longer have title belts around their waist?
1: I mean, yeah, true, absolutely. I didn't even really think about that, and they're really kind of yearning for gold after having those championships for well over a year. Um, But in New Day's case, they're really the only cohesive unit in the Rumble this year. Usually there's, whether it be the Nexus or the Wyatt family, the core... This year, it's the New Day. I know the Wyatt family is once again in the Rumble this year, but as we saw on SmackDown, Luke Harper, who we'll talk about later, has been kind of exiled of sorts from the group, maybe sort of not really, maybe just kind of an angry father-son dynamic there with those guys. But with the New Day, they had that cohesiveness. They have the numbers game. I think even more over than that, I think what I'm looking forward to the most out of the New Day is is what Kofi Kingston will do this year. I mean, I think among the stars in this Rumble, it's been really overlooked, but we say it every year. What will Kofi Kingston do next to avoid elimination?
0: It is a feat beyond feats to see what Kofi Kingston brings to a Royal Rumble match that is beyond anyone's expectations ever. It always makes him a longer-lasting competitive element that you cannot predict. And with team members as big as Big E and as squirrely and thoughtful and uh, intricate as Xavier Woods, does this give Kofi Kingston the edge to become that last man standing? Time will tell. But like you were alluding to, while there are other factions joining this match, the Wyatt family namely, is there enough dissent within that family to throw off their collective power together. They may want
1: us to think that. They may want us to think that they're not a cohesive unit, so therefore there's no chance that any member of the family goes on to WrestleMania, and then after obviously after winning the Rumble. But I think there is. I mean, Bray Wyatt has really been a force to be reckoned with in these Rumbles for years now. Last year, taking out Brock Lesnar. The year before that, being the Iron Man of the 2015 Royal Rumble. Could it be third time's the charm? Bray Wyatt, really championship gold, with the exception of the SmackDown Tag Team titles. I'll say this. The world title has obviously eluded Bray Wyatt for years now. And now that he has Randy Orton seemingly on his side, we're not really sure about his motivations yet. With Orton on his side, could we finally see Orton aid Bray Wyatt in helping him win the 2016, or rather 2017, Rumble as we saw in 2009 when The Legacy helped Orton win the Royal Rumble?
0: Or do we see the true roots of dissension show their face And do we see a jealous and potentially enraged Luke Harper eliminate Randy Orton in front of Bray Wyatt? We could. We absolutely could. Anything is possible right now because of the tensions within the Wyatt family. On paper, uh, outward appearances do not show them as being a strong, cohesive unit. But like you said, with the Wyatts, you never can tell. It's smoke and mirrors. It's deception at its finest. And... We don't want to underplay anyone else's power on the card. Everybody in this match is bringing an element of threat to this match. And Rusev, the Bulgarian brute, certainly has enough power inside of him to make it the whole way. What do you think Rusev brings to this match? And who do you see him having the most difficulty with?
1: For, again, Rusev has that experience, a runner-up in the 2015 Royal Rumble, making his WWE debut in the 2014 Royal Rumble three years ago. Uh, Jinder Mahal will not be by his side unless he makes a surprise appearance. He might have Lana. Uh, Rusev is a wild card for the Raw side of the Royal Rumble. Um, You know, the World Championship has obviously eluded him in recent years, but Rusev could be reinvigorated to get back on track in singles competition now that Enzo and Cass are seemingly behind him we're not really sure about that yet but i think rusev could be a wild card for the raw side in the rumble
0: yes absolutely and uh speaking of some wild cards here and this is this could actually all be dependent on how well their match goes during the kickoff show but as singles competitors cesaro and sheamus are both entered in the royal rumble match now if they have problems in the kickoff show and by problems i mean they lose to gallows and anderson and lose their wwe raw tag team titles do we see even more contention brew between Sheamus and Cesaro?
1: Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And it wouldn't be the first time either. And the Royal Rumble, obviously with the exception of the New Day, who think they could win the Rumble all at the same time and become collective winners, there is only one man. The reason why they say who will be the one is because there will only be one one man who wins the Rumble. It's either Cesaro or Sheamus. And we've seen in the past, although they've gotten together, gotten kind of put in their sides you know, uh, aside recently, they will do whatever it takes to come out on top. Sheamus, a man who won the Rumble exactly five years ago from this upcoming Sunday, Cesaro has uh, obviously shown main event potential, but what will it take for both guys to turn on the other? As we saw with like Team Hell No a couple years ago, I could see a similar, you know, situation similar to that on Sunday too. And I believe we see
0: them in this match because I believe that in their hearts there is a modicum of doubt that their team is finding its roots in cohesiveness. I think that there is some doubt between both of them on that, on that team of Cesaris and Sheamus, Cesaro and Sheamus that they have actually what it takes to continue carrying those belts together as a team without falling apart internally. And I think that this is proof positive that they do not fully trust each other to continue that team going forward. Cesaro certainly has lost his soulmate in Tyson Kidd, and I do not think he'll ever be the same as a tag team partner without Tyson Kidd, so I think that there is always a part of him that simply resents Seamus on that fact alone. Lots of resentment across all of the competitors or some of the competitors, depending how you look at it, but no one has more resentment or a bone to pick with, well, just about anybody, than the lone wolf, Baron Corbin. What are your thoughts on what Corbin brings into this match? We're talking about another big man coming in with a huge attitude and a chip on his shoulder. What is Baron Corbin? Why is he here? And what did he do to get into this match?
1: Again, a lot like Braun Strowman. He has been quietly building this impressive resume for himself on SmackDown, knocking off the likes of Dolph Ziggler, Jack Swagger, recently Kalisto on back-to-back occasions. You know, recently contending for the WWE Championship on SmackDown Live, going toe-to-toe with John Cena in the main event. Baron Corbin time and time again has shown that he has everything it takes to become a main event caliber competitor. And you prefer to call him the Lone Wolf. I prefer to call him the Dark Horse to win the 2017 Royal Rumble. Wow,
0: you heard it here first. The Dark Horse of the 2017 Royal Rumble. Graham is saying, Baron Corbin, it's hard for me to disagree. He has shown a turn of style, a turn of focus as of late, and anyone would be wrong to discredit that coming into the Royal Rumble as they would be wrong to discredit the efforts of Dolph Ziggler of late. Dolph Ziggler showing a a far more ruthless side of his personality right now, not really wanting to take much responsibility for the hurt and damage that he's caused on other people a shrug of the shoulders it seems to uh, just fuel him with a little bit more rage is that chip on his shoulder going into the royal rumble does he need this win more than almost anyone on this on this list so far
1: he's desperate he absolutely needs this win to prove to not only you to not only me not only to the rest of the fans but to himself that he's still capable of getting to that next level. He's a former two-time world champion, but he has not yet competed in a world title match at Mania, let alone a singles match at WrestleMania. For as many years as he's been in WWE, Dolph Ziggler has yet to get that rightful one-on-one match at WrestleMania. And this would ultimately solidify himself in that spot at WrestleMania, on the big show, on the grand stage of WrestleMania.
0: Well, and no one loves a grander stage than The Miz. The Miz is my dark horse pick. One of my dark horse picks. For the Royal Rumble winner, and The Miz is just that type of competitor that I feel brings a sense of underhandedness to this whole event. I, I I feel like Miz is somebody that somehow finds a way to duck under the bottom rope, hide under the ring, until just the right moment when he can push a big man over the top. Miz has no shame whatsoever in doing whatever it takes to be in the spotlight. Dolph Ziggler has lost that spotlight. He's lost that show-off shine that he used to have, and somehow The Miz has absorbed all of it. And I don't know if it comes out of all of their feuds and what The Miz took away from Dolph Ziggler. What do you think The Miz, what is his chances, and why does The Miz need to be in such a brutal match for a man that hardly likes getting hit in the face?
1: Well, I mean, as we said earlier with Roman Reigns, The Miz has nothing left to lose. Losing his Intercontinental Championship to Dean Ambrose several weeks back on SmackDown, failing to regain the gold this past week on the blue brand. The Miz, his sights are set on regaining that WWE title and main eventing WrestleMania again. He has yet to go back to that main event scene after being kind of dropped out out of the spotlight several years ago. He wants the spotlight. He wants all the press. He wants the red carpets and everything. And what brings more attention to yourself in the WWE than holding that WWE title? So the Royal Rumble may not be his forte, so to speak, but as an Iron Man in the 2012 Royal Rumble, The Miz will do whatever it takes to take that next step on SmackDown and set his sights on AJ's WWE title.
0: Absolutely. No, and, and now we are down to that type of focus that the, the people looking to take this match and then focus it on something else and. It's interesting the focus that some of these competitors have, right? Because you take a man like Chris Jericho, who's going to be held above the ring in a shark cage for his best friend Kevin Owens' match against Roman Reigns in an ODQ match, and Chris Jericho is also going to be entered into the Royal Rumble. If Kevin Owens retains and Chris Jericho wins the Royal Rumble, does this put best friend against best friend? Is that immediately... Uh, separate them for good I mean is Chris Jericho in this match for himself for his own you know just chucks and yuckles or is he in this because he believes that this is his opportunity to rightfully earn that 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 match that Kevin Owens will likely not even give him the time of day ever to have that championship match against his best friend what do you think do you think that's why Jericho's here
1: Well, it was teased a few weeks back that if Jericho wins the Rumble, in the scenario as you pitched, Owens retains the title on Sunday, that Jericho said, regardless of who wins a Jericho and Owens match at WrestleMania, we are still the universal champion. But Owens was like, yeah, not really. I want to be the universal champion. I mean, we're the United States champion, but I don't want us both to be the universal champion. So he obviously has an issue with that that might you know, be looking ahead to some future issues between the two. But yeah, Jericho-Owen's match, whether it be happening over the Universal title, the uh, the United States Championship, is only inevitable. But Jericho winning the Rumble as he came so close five years ago in 2012, it's only a matter of time, even in his 40s, Jericho has proven over the past year, this is his year to shine. And a world championship that he has not held in over seven years, it's time for him to shine and take that Rumble win on Sunday.
0: Absolutely. And uh, another uh, star that's going to be shining brighter than the sun is the hype machine, the solo hype machine himself, a newly focused, reinvigorated Mojo Raleigh. Mojo brings a uh, level of enthusiasm, force, and sheer will to his matches these days without the hype rider behind him. Zach Ryder out with an injury. Does Mojo have just as much of a chance as any of these competitors at at making it far into the competition and potentially taking away the, the Royal Rumble win?
1: He could. I mean, a strong showing from Raleigh here will go a long way in solidifying him as a breakout babyface on the SmackDown side of things. He has really kind of flown under the radar since the injury to Zack Ryder, but Mojo Raleigh could really make a name for himself in the Rumble, as we've seen with a Maven, who eliminated The Undertaker in 2002. If Raleigh could eliminate a Braun Strowman or even a Goldberg, he is a solidified superstar in the matter of seconds.
0: Exactly, and I think that that is Mojo's focus here. I think it's more you take one competitor at a time time you eliminate them and you move on to the next i don't think you go in as mojo raleigh thinking that this is an inevitable stepping stone i think you earn every single person you eliminate and he's certainly proved that this week on smackdown live eliminating five of seven or eight competitors in the ring uh He's, he's definitely starting to build some of that momentum, starting to build some of that experience, but he is going in green. He's going in very inexperienced here. And all of these new factors, especially to veterans of this match, will have the upper hand over him. So it will be that sheer focus of enthusiasm that gets the job done from Mojo Raleigh. Then you have the lunatic side of things. You have the total chaos. You have the unpredictable Dean Ambrose In this match, in a Royal Rumble match, a man who cares not for his safety, his health, or anyone else's. Dean Ambrose is a threat all day long in this match, especially with the absence of Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns.
1: I mean, we're seeing a situation similar to last year where Ambrose is entering the Rumble as the Intercontinental Champion. But look how far that got him last year. He was the runner-up next to Triple H. He came that close to winning the Rumble. And that might drive him to winning the Rumble this year. And if he does, he might become the first ever WWE and Intercontinental Champion since the Ultimate Warrior, since Triple H. It's been a long time since we've seen two people hold two titles on SmackDown. And Ambrose could accomplish just that with a win in the Rumble.
0: That's absolutely true. And as we file down here to the final two announced competitors, we take a look at Big Cass. Big Cass brings a, a level of uh imposition in into the ring, but I question his coordination in a match like this. He's he's not as quick to see what's going on behind his back as he is to see what's going on right in front of him. He has a very lumbering type moveset, which works very well as of recent in his singles competition matches, but he is certainly more of a tag team threat than anything in my mind. Do you think Big Cass has a, a, a shot at staying because of his height? Because he's able to, to hold on to the ropes and not get put over the top? Or do you think that he is an easy target for some of the smaller competitors to gang up and eliminate a big man that doesn't have the threatful power of, say, Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman and the like?
1: That is a possibility that we could see the superstars in the rumble gang up to to get rid of Big Cass. But I do firmly believe that Big Cass will surprise a few people in this rumble that, with the showing that he will have. A lot like Mojo Raleigh, a guy who has nothing to lose. He's not at that main event level, so if he if he's tossed in two seconds, people won't bat an eyelash. But he has everything to gain here. In eliminating a guy like as I said, a Braun Strowman, a Goldberg, Lesnar, he can really make a name for himself. And don't mistake, I mean his alliance his allegiance still lie with Enzo Amore, but a win here will definitely solidify him as a future superstar on Monday Night Raw. Not to mention that it was a few short months ago that we saw him competing for the Universal Championship. That was only a small taste of what's to come in the future of Big Cass on Raw. Absolutely. And we've talked
0: here about height. We've talked here about strength. We've talked about brutality. We've talked about alliances. But now we're going to talk about the last announced competitor. We're going to talk about the underdog from the underground, Sami Zayn, a dark horse, Perennially, in a match like this in the the Royal Rumble, a matchup of superstars that are so well-equipped to squash Sami Zayn in one fell swoop, but yet Sami Zayn has been known to stand up to absolute tyrants and giants and strongmen of any kind and come out with as many bruises as he dished out. So what do you think Sami Zayn brings to this
1: match? And is this the year of Sami Zayn? Motivation is what he brings to this match. If he can win here, assuming Kevin Owens walks out of the Rumble, still the Universal Champion, we can get that long-awaited match of KO versus Sami, the battle of former friends, for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. And not only doing that, making the victory at the Rumble that much sweeter by taking out the biggest thorn in his side for months now, Braun Strowman. So as you said, it wouldn't be the first time that we've seen an underdog reign supreme in the Rumble. You look at Shawn Michaels in 1995 who lasted from 1 to 30. You look at Chris Benoit in 2004. Sami Zayn could very well pull it off. A Cinderella story in the Rumble is if Sami Zayn wins.
0: Now, the big question here. Before we get into any of our predictions of uh, who is going to take these eight remaining unknown spots... Out of the, the assembled list of the 22 superstars we have so far, who draws number one?
1: The funny thing is that in recent years, it has been announced ahead of time like a Roman Reigns or a CM Punk and so on that we know is going to enter at number one. This year, it's not clear. It's not obvious. So I'm not exactly sure. But if I had to speculate, you know what? I'm going to go with Sami Zayn. I'm going to go Sami Zayn and Braun Strowman as number one and two. Ooh, wow. So,
0: so Braun Strowman, the, the one man recce crew is going to have full reign of beatdown on Sami Zayn. And then the two of them are going to be joined by a third and then a fourth and a fifth. And a sixth. interesting, very interesting. That, that would certainly put the threat of fear in anyone coming down that <laughs> ring, especially to see the two of them slogging it out and have to join in. Mm-hmm. That would be terrifying. I too am going to select Sami Zayn as my number one entrant, almost because out of sick pleasure that I would want to see him last that long against everyone. I would want him to have to prove beyond any doubt to anyone else anywhere in the world of professional wrestling that Sami Zayn has every bit of what it takes to be number one in the world of professional wrestling. He wants it more than anyone else. He wants it more than Braun Strowman. He wants it more than Brock Lesnar. He wants it more than anyone. And I think that Sami Zayn, this is, we we see so much generosity. We see so much kindness and, and, and so much heart from Sami Zayn. And this isn't selfishness. This is determination. This is defeating that self-defeat that says you can't because everyone else is going to squash you Sami Zayn is my pick for number one but let's talk about some of these surprise entrants we have eight open slots to fill out the 30 competitors that will make up the royal rumble this year and we have some thoughts about who might take some of those spots some of them come from nxt some of them maybe are former wwe superstars Maybe they're current WWE superstars. Maybe they're not WWE superstars at all yet. But we have a handful of predictions for you. I'm going to kick things off here. My number one prediction, maybe a slam dunk in a lot of people's minds, Samoa Joe makes his WWE Universe debut at the Royal Rumble. What, what are your thoughts? What are the chances that we see a, an appearance? from Samoa Joe.
1: Very likely. I think conspicuous by his absence on the takeover card on Saturday in San Antonio is Samoa Joe, which to me will lead to speculation, only add fuel to the fire that he is arriving... At the Rumble. And I said at the Rumble. I don't know about in the Rumble. We could see him interfere in the Universal title match, which is no disqualification. He might have a bone to pick with either AJ Styles or John Cena in the WWE title match. But if I had to take a guess, he could very well arrive in the Rumble itself. Just wreak havoc on every other big man in that matchup. But I think the chances are pretty good. Excellent.
0: And now now we're going to go to the speculation board here. Because outside of Samoa Joe, I can't honestly say that either of us in talking offline here Have a single clue. This has been one of the most surprising assembled superstar groups that we've seen in a long time. And it's very difficult to make some predictions as to who's going to come out, what's going to be a surprise, given that most normally the surprises would be The Undertaker, would be someone like Goldberg, would be someone like Brock Lesnar, heck, even The Big Show. Could have been a huge surprise, but they're fully announced, confirmed. So that leaves us with a heavy amount of speculation. Speculation's been running rampant on the IWC, the internet wrestling community online. Uh, A lot of people, for a lot of great reasons, are talking about the cleaner, the bullet club, the elite Kenny Omega. What are the chances, if any, that Kenny Omega has signed some
1: type of deal to appear in this year's Royal Rumble. I I don't know. I'm, what do what you <laughs> I'm going to say slim to none. But then again, then again, we were in the exact same situation a year ago with AJ Styles. The ex, another former member, uh, former founder of Bullet Club, a former leader of Bullet Club, And look what happened. Arrived in the Rumble and had an amazing rookie year in WWE. Could we see the same with Kenny Omega coming off that incredible match with Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 11?
0: Now talking with Taz in the past week, uh, Kenny Omega said he's certainly entertaining the idea. He's keeping all of his options on the table. Um, Does he think that this is the right time? That's going to be seen over time and we'll see what Kenny Omega brings to this. He is elite. He is a world class superstar and when, when he walks into a WWE ring, he will not be going to NXT. He will be going straight into the path that AJ Styles has followed, as Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson have followed. And do we see a rejuvenated, unified club in the WWE? Time will tell. Uh, Other notable conspiracies out there right now, uh, especially surrounding Hall of Fame announcement that Kurt Angle will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Kurt Angle, does he have the potential to make an appearance in the Royal Rumble? And amidst lots of different types of health concerns that we hear about in the rumor mills out there, does that play a factor? Even knowing that Kurt Angle in March will be facing Cody Rhodes in a steel cage match at a high school in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. Certainly. Waterbury, baby. Certainly does not speak to the fact that Kurt Angle is slowing down his in ring performances. This does not look like a man who's retiring because he's entering a Hall of Fame. It is a man who seems to be focused and taking his opportunities when they come, much like he's always done. What are the chances we see Kurt Angle?
1: Pretty decent. I mean, I know he was pulled from bookings over the weekend, wherever he was supposed to be, so that's a red flag in and of itself, but um, obviously, as Angle said himself to ESPN, he doesn't really know what his in-ring feature holds, for WWE anyway, but I think a good showing in the Rumble, though, they could say, you know what, we're gonna give you a couple minutes in the Rumble, go out there and have some fun, but he could exceed all expectations in the eyes of officials and end up having one last real run heading into WrestleMania in his Hall of Fame induction that, that Friday. So
0: The same could be said for Goldberg. You know, the, it was supposed to be a one-and-done, or that's what the rumor mill produced as a one-and-done, and, and here we are looking at Goldberg potentially taking the reins and going all the way to WrestleMania with it. Uh, 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 even further speculation, I mean, now we are getting to the nitty-gritty, to the what-ifs and could-bes here. So let's let's name off a couple uh, in rapid succession here. Shinsuke Nakamura, do we see an appearance from Shinsuke Nakamura, or does his match at TakeOver completely wipe him out?
1: Uh, no. I mean, there's a chance we could see him lose the NXT Championship on Saturday and then arrive in the Rumble on Sunday. I'm not counting on it, but definitely a possibility, yeah.
0: Absolutely a possibility. Uh, another possibility, a... Perfect 10 possibility. My top choice, your top choice. I know, Graham, a lot of people's top choice for the actual number 10 entrant. It's a lottery, so you never know, but Ty Dillinger certainly has the luck of the draw here to draw a perfect 10. It would be so fitting. Although I do fear that if he does come out as the 10th entrant, that the crowd hijacks every single countdown with a 10 count. And does the WWE really want to embrace that for 20 more entries? Probably not. But they would be foolish not to 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 overlook the work, the in-ring work of Ty Dillinger here. I think that would be exceptional to see. But let's talk about uh, some other potentials from the main roster. Um,
1: what do you think the chances are we see Kane? I was just about to say, he's an honorable mention of mine. We have not seen Kane in two, three months. He's really been kind of absent on the SmackDown brand, but come on. How can you have a Royal Rumble match without Kane? In the 20 years that he's been in WWE, this year marking two decades since he arrived in the company, he has only missed one Royal Rumble. That being five years ago, 2012. Other than that, Kane has been in every other Royal Rumble match with the most amount of eliminations. Not in one match, a record that was broken by Roman Reigns, but consecutively over the course of 20 years. Kane's nearly a shoe-in for the Rumble on Sunday. Now do we see... The team up of the Brothers
0: of Destruction then clear the clear the ring entirely, and does Kane bring that kind of passion back for the Undertaker? Yes. And do we see the Brothers of Destruction as the last two people standing? Ooh, ooh! Kane has never won a Rumble.
1: Kane's never won a Rumble, so him and Taker going at it one last time would be, definitely be interesting. Very,
0: very interesting. Another uh, uh, current rostered uh, superstar. Uh, and potentially another aid to another superstar, Jinder Mahal. What are the what are, what are the potential here that Jinder Mahal has positioned himself along with the you know the persuasive powers that Rusev has with management to also be in the Royal Rumble match specifically to continue that alliance with Rusev and push forward their agenda of hurting. Americans, it seems.
1: Decent chance, decent chance. If Rusev can pull the strings and land a Rumble spot for Jinder Mahal, then I would expect Enzo to uh, enter as well and kind of join big cast. So yeah, definitely some you know uh, room for uh, possibility there for for Jinder to enter the fray on Sunday.
0: Now, as uh, not not a not a big uh, imposing uh, per- personality here, but someone that certainly brings a quickness, a a skill set that is perfect for a Royal Rumble match. Do we see the return the 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 final reveal of Sheldon Benjamin in the in a WWE ring once more?
1: The funny thing is that we've been speculating for years. There have been countless Royal Rumbles where I could not tell you how many times I have heard, oh, John Morrison's coming back tonight. MVP's coming back tonight. Shelton Benjamin's coming back tonight. But the thing with Shelton was that he was originally supposed to come back a couple months ago, got sidelined with a shoulder injury. He's been out six months. The recovery time for his shoulder injury was about six months. He did say on Twitter recently, it's out of the cards. He's still rehabbing, but it's WWE. Expect anything. I think there's a chance, And and I hope so.
0: And expect anything from the King of Kings. Triple H can always, at any point in time, do whatever he wants, it seems. If he wants to be in the Royal Rumble, if he wants to be number 30 in the Royal Rumble, I believe he has what people would call an in with the current management that runs these type of things, and he's been known to be somewhat of a master manipulator. So what does that mean for Triple H entering this already stacked lineup of superstars?
1: I'd already be surprised if he didn't enter the Rumble just because he won it last year. And how often is it that the Rumble winner from the year prior does not enter the Rumble the next year? He has a bone to pick. He's won two Rumbles before. He wants to make it three along with Stone Cold, Steve Austin. But then again, we forgot to mention him earlier, Seth Rollins. What are the chances that Triple H comes down to enter the Rumble and Seth attacks him from behind, or Triple H enters the Rumble and Rollins takes the spot of a Mojo Raleigh? I mean, the the, the, the possibilities are endless, and I expect to see some sort of face-to-face between those two at the Rumble.
0: Absolutely. And now we are down to our final predictions, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to give you our top three picks. Graham, uh, do you have three in mind that you believe you know are, are worthy of walking out the 2017 Royal Rumble
1: winner? I can give you seven, but I'm going to give you three just because that's the thing with this Rumble. For the first time in many years, it is completely unpredictable who's going to win. Uh, I'm going to go with Braun Strowman. I think we could see a Braun Strowman-Reigns match at Mania. I'm going to say The Undertaker, 10 years removed from his initial Rumble win, also in Texas. And for number three, uh, the favorite that I want to win is The Miz. I don't think he will. A great scenario. I would love to see The Miz win. I'm going to go number three, go off on a limb, a man that we did not mention, Finn Balor, coming back to take his rightful spot, and going back after the belt he never lost at WrestleMania. Good
0: speculation that has been running wild as well, along with the Omega rumors, along with Angle rumors. Does Finn Balor have what it takes to be rejuvenated by this point, coming off of a very bad shoulder injury? Is he ready for competition? He was once quoted as saying, at least by WrestleMania, hopefully by WrestleMania, but this would speed that timeline up so fast it would make John Cena look like Superboy instead of Superman. (laughs) So, do I believe that Finn Balor has a darkness that he can tap into to rejuvenate his body? Uh, Absolutely. He seems to have a demon inside him already, so it is entirely possible that we see the return of Finn Balor at WrestleMania, at the Royal Rumble. And that would be a hell of a treat. Uh, My top three, not all dissimilar. My number one pick, I'm going to just lead off with it. I hope he's number one. I hope he's the number one entrant. And I hope he is the last man standing. That is Sami Zayn. I want to see Sami Zayn against Kevin Owens. Face-to-face, no excuses at WrestleMania and watch Sami Zayn take that title out of the undeserving hands of Kevin Owens. That would be my top choice. My number two choice, not all dissimilar. I want to see The Miz take a Royal Rumble win and... completely throw off everything in the entire WWE universe because all of a sudden The Miz has the preference of choice of any title of any direction he wants to take it is now The Miz's show and if you believe that he's not going to drag literally everyone through the ringer and not make a decision as to whom he's going to face or who the champion is going to be what he wants to do with his opportunity he is going to manipulate it and I believe that that's what The Miz does best and he like I said is he the man that slips under the the bottom rope goes unnoticed and gets a quick one over and is the last man standing that would be a shock of shocks to the WWE universe who is already antagonistically against him as you should be I'm not advocating for the Miz here I'm not advocating for his persona his actions his attitude I'm just saying he's a threat and that's what this is all about speaking of threats speaking of threats to Kevin Owens Chris Jericho being in this very matchup just says worlds about his focus still in professional wrestling. Nobody has as much experience as Chris Jericho. Nobody can claim that they have been to the top as many times as Chris Jericho. He's a Grand Slam champion over and over. He is my hope and dream because that could, this type of win here, could be, we see the return of Y2J, the Lionheart Chris Jericho, the the Jericho that has the best rapport with everyone in the building, that just lights up like a neon Christmas tree jacket that he is, and does he go away from this poison that Kevin Owens has brought into his life? My gosh, I would certainly hope that that is the case. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been our pleasure to bring to you this absolutely bananas lineup that we have going into the Royal Rumble for 2017. Graham, it has been an absolute pleasure. We will be coming back to you live next week, next Thursday to give you a full breakdown of everything Fallout and everything that has happened from the Royal Rumble with an exclusive interview with someone sitting three rows from all the action. We will see you right here on Wrestle Rant Radio. Listen online at NextEra Wrestling.net. I'm Tommy Sharp. This is Graham GSM Matthews. We will see you next week.